Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which you will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there, or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below, and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. I want to begin with sexual performance anxiety, and that's just a really cool term for not being able to get it up, right? You're down, you brought this girl back, maybe you met her in the day, maybe you met her at the bar, maybe it's a one-night stand, uh, maybe it's after the day two or the day three, and you've had a good time together. Come back to your place, you're in the bedroom, things are going down well, you've had some of that Disney and chill. You've had that, uh, you had that little mermaid playing, you had that Beauty and the Beast, you had that Tarzan, Aladdin. <laughs> that's cool all day and you've been watching it it's been great she's been in your arms but you've been making it making out a little bit you've been cool with this and maybe let's just say you've never had this problem before maybe let's just say that you, you maybe not had a lot of sexual experiences before but you've definitely you're not a virgin you've, you've you've had sex before and just psst, like i'm giving you by current context of how i had to deal with this to begin with don't worry i will strip it back for the absolute beginner who is an absolute virgin but i'm just painting out how I went through this and how I had to overcome this. And so you never had, you've, you've uh, never had any problems sexually before. You definitely don't have any dumb, damaged blood vessels down uh, south below the border. And so you feel like everything should be fine. And so clothes start to come off. 
Hmm. Things feel a little limp. Things feel a little limp. Normal, last time I was in this experience, I was, uh, I was posting up. And so all of a sudden, you start to freak out. All of a sudden, you start to go, what? Hang on. Hang on, this can't be right. But what is she going to think? What is she thinking? What? Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, so now you enter this deep, deep rabbit hole of not only your own ego's concerns with, am I ever going to please her? Am I going to perform her? But then also, that's from your perspective. But then from her perspective, of, what does she think of me? Am I, is she not, is she going to go bail out right here? Is she going to think I'm a bitch? Well, et cetera, et cetera. And so now the cloud dark cloud enters and when you enter this dark cloud what now happens is this self-fulfilling spiral in which that your ship's taken on water and there's no chance of you having a productive day out here and uh you know in that analogy picking up anything reeling anything off the line and coming home successful because you're taking on water and the more it's the thing is that the more water you take on the more water you take on which means that the more you're worried about this water and not addressing it, and or not addressing it, but over-addressing it actually, then all of a sudden it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier. It weighs on your mind more and more and more to the point where it's just like, it's like even you could be there lying next to the girl naked, literally naked. She could be touching you everywhere and you still can't get an erection. You still can't get hard. And it's uh, probably one of the scariest things that a young man's going to go through. At, for me at the time, you know, uh, pushing away things of like life and death, it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there because uh, at that time, you just don't understand what's happening. You just don't get it. You don't understand when I was talking about water taking on water. You don't understand that the more you think about it and that the more you dive into your ego's, your, your ego's concern with how she's perceiving you and, how, and what this means between you and her, that actually it just sinks you. It sinks you so bad. And so anyways, I just want to start this painting the story that's a story that's very much related uh, to me. And I want to dial this back now because in the Erectile Dysfunction podcast, I, def I discussed the first time I ever went through this and I'm going to do it again today. However, probably in a more abbreviated way, eliminating some details that I probably put in there just to make it more relevant. But something that I didn't do in that Erectile Dysfunction podcast is that I did not tell you about the two follow-up experiences, which... Well, at least I don't think I did, but I'm going to do it today because it's very important because overcoming your sexual performance anxiety is a journey. It's an absolute journey. It's, or at least for me, it was. And pro if I had had this content, it probably wouldn't have been as much of a journey. But like I said before, I just, I just, for many reasons, I just wanted to work it out on my own. So everything you're going to hear from me today is not scientifically peer-reviewed. It's not even peer-reviewed. It's not even something that I've talk to other other coaches about it's just from my own experience and it worked for me and i give it to my clients and it seems to work for them so you do what you will with it so coming back i'm going to i'm going to brief you through the journey of of me not being able to get an erection with uh girls bringing them back so the first time this has ever happened i want to give you the context uh during my first ever 30-day challenge so previous to that two years of no sex this is very important previous to that first experience and that 30-day challenge, two years being in the cold approach journey, no day twos, no lays, and definitely no relationships of any kind. So and been in the ship for two weeks, uh, for two years, gone out once every two weeks, you know, and get a girl's number, but they're all flaking. So definitely no sex. Now, previous to that, I had lost my virginity at 16, a uh, great girl at the time. And, you know, at that time, that's so that's all of my 
And I was, I had been sexually intimate with a girl before her, just not penetration intimate. We were only like 13 at the time. So just think about anything else but that. So, and I never had any problem with blood flow down to that area. Never had any problem with not being able to get up. If anything, it's the complete opposite where it's like several times a night, several times a day, fucking that type of thing. And that's where you're like at 16. And so never had a problem with this. So I assumed after two years of, even though it had been two years of no sexual intimacy with any girl whatsoever in that time span. And then finally, I get, I should change my life around, go out on this 30 day challenge, meeting girls in the day. I think it was about halfway through, maybe day 17, day 16. I had my first ever time bringing a girl back uh, to my place. And so I'll just paint it real quick here. Typical day M interaction, stop her in the mall, excellent. Uh, day two, that Friday night or that week, Friday night, coming back in, meet up for Chibo, coffee, it's like 5, 6 p.m. winter, getting a bit dark, take her down to the river, we're chilling on the river, and this, uh, this is a woman, by the way, this is not a girl at the time, I'm 19, she's about 24, 25, so she's a good six years older than me, and, uh, and, and actually quite a shy girl as well, at least physically not that expressive. And so we're down on the river, and as I know at this at this stage, I'd been on several day twos before that uh, within this 30-day challenge, learning to fuck up the kiss, fucking it up, fucking it up. But um, at this stage, I'm good with the kiss now. So we're lying there on the river. It's beautiful. Like the, the lamps are out. The river, the calm river is there in front of us. It's not too cold. And she's lined, we're lying down the grass on the riverbank next to each other. And uh, typical, you know, say, hey, you need to close your eyes right now. She closes her eyes. I roll over. I go in to kiss her. Start kissing her. She like opens up like a freak. She open. She mounts me. She mounts me uh, without me even gesturing for that. Just have to make it out for a little bit. And we're like rolling on the grass. We've got like hair, like grass all in our hair and shit. And I'm realizing that holy shit, for the first time in two years, this actually seems like a sexual, like an interaction where she's got time. I've got time. Let's go back to my place. And and I enter rush mode at this point because yeah, I just have no experience. Not only have I never ever pulled a girl back, girl back from cold approach ever, but it's been two years since I've had sex as well. So I enter rush mode. So I'm like, all right, let's go to the bus. We get a bus, we get the bus back to my place. Now, of course I said Disney and chill. Let's go out to my place to Disney and chill. Lion King, specifically I said without Lion King. And so we're on the bus, we come back, we go into my place and I make the first fatal mistake, which is I didn't watch the Lion King. I didn't watch The Lion King. And I look back now and go, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, if I could just, like, be there with him, I'm just like, oh, Jesus. So we walk in the door. So what, is, what do I do? What am I, what am I doing if I'm not watching The Lion King? I rush her straight into the door, straight into the bedroom, close straight off. Heavy, heavy, make it's like, it's like there's a time bomb on this. It's like there is such pressure for me to get this done. And I don't remember exactly at the time why I put that on myself. But I was... But I was, I was acting as if I was never going to get this again and that this would never happen again. Not that I was thinking that, but that was the way that I was acting. Whether it was just from pure excitement, could be. There's probably, there's probably a whole mix of different things here. But anyway, so we're back in the bedroom. She's like, even though she was so uh, reserved before, but the moment, this happens to a lot of girls. I mentioned this in the How to Kiss a Girl social Q&A, that a lot of girls just are not verbally very good at communicating human beings in general. But when you tap into their physicality, there's uh, some ancestry that gets opened up through that and that people can really let go of themselves. 
and they can show you a whole different angle. And so she showed me a whole different angle. And so she comes back in and we, she's having to say all, all clothes coming straight off and, and it's just very physically amorous and I'm fucking loving this. And you just imagine this young cub stepping up to the plate. And then I realized that as we're pretty much naked together, making out, it's like, it's, it's good. And, you know, I've been, uh, I've been stimulated. I'm, I'm just trying to think about how, how explicit can I be without YouTube not only demonetizing this, but also banning this video. <laughs> um, let's just say some finger play, finger play. Hopefully the algorithm won't catch me on that. Uh, you know, finger play is going down from both ends and, and we're both uh, naked in the bed together. And then, but all of a sudden I realized that, hey, I'm really struggling to maintain an erection here. And not only am I struggling to maintain it, it's almost not getting up at all. It's like, it was like at first kind of like just chubs, just half, half, but, but then it's like nothing. And then it's like, there's like nothing there. Even though this, this girl is very physically attractive. She has a great body, uh, works out a lot. I can tell and been hitting them squats. And I just, for some reason, like there's nothing on her end. It's not that she was putting me off in any way, shape or form. No, it's like, I'm so ready for this. And then, so the, I remember the first moment that I feel like I can't get it up, I go into panic mode, absolute panic mode, start freaking out. And my default was just like, ah, oh, well, I don't know what's going on here. So I guess I'll just put all my attention on her and I guess I'll, I'll just, I'll just go down on her. So I put her head over the top of the bed. I go down on her. Now, the, one of the good things about having been in a relationship previous, even though it was two years ago, is that if you get, if, if you've been with a girl for 10, 11 months and uh, in a sexual relationship, you start to learn to work out. You learn, you learn how to work the equipment. And so you know what you're doing. And, and this girl was like, uh, I'm not sure if she, I think afterwards she said she hadn't really had sex in the last three or six months. And so like the moment I started going down on her, she's having like full body, like quivers, like full, like her body's like shriveling and shaking uh, away from me. I'm having to like pin her legs down uh, in like a, that, not, not in a way that sounded like too aggressive. It was aggressive though, but in a way, because from the, the stimulation, from the pleasure, her body almost couldn't take it, right? That's what I'm talking about here. And, uh, and so she, she came to full orgasm real quick. And so I was hoping during this that my erection would come would come too. Like it would just, maybe I was just, I don't know, freaking out a little too much, got to calm myself down. I'll just go on her. Didn't come back though. Didn't come back. But after she had her orgasm, because like she's like, uh, you know, like lost sense of self at that point. She's like a fish. She's like so satisfied. It, it didn't matter to her at all. But to me, I was still freaking out. I was still freaking out about, well, why, what's going on here? They could go just put her to orgasm, but I still can't get it up. What, what never happened before. And, and I remember like, like saying to him, it's like, Oh fuck, it's, it's never happened before. It's never happened. Before. I have no idea what's going on. I'm, I think I might've even said, I'm sorry at a certain point. Like it was just, it was, I was free. I was in meltdown mode. So anyways, she's like, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Um, was just, just chill. And so we just relaxed and I, I kind of just, you know, gave up at that point and that's all right. And then I remember taking her out to the bus and she bussed back to her place, but she was very satisfied still. And she had a great time. And I remember after this going, what? I was just, I was racking my brain. And so I did what I, well, I didn't do what I said I didn't do before, which is that instead of going and reaching out to other people about it and talking to other people about it, I tried to just figure it out on my own. And so repeat times of her, 
over the next couple of sexual interactions with her, I still had this problem. I was still, I don't know, for some reason, even though we got more comfortable together, we had a few more dates together, every time we get into a sexual space, I just could not get it up. And it was just really starting to mess with me. Now, by the third or fourth time, it kind of, we got so comfortable at that point that it did start to come back and I was okay. But I hadn't worked out the mechanism. I hadn't worked out how by the fourth time I was all right. And so I just kind of chalked it up, let it go. And because I'm in my 30-day challenge right now, I'm meeting other girls as well. So I'm like, well, let's just see what happens with the next girl. Let's take a pause in here. Uh, yo, just shouting out to Jay Prime. Welcome, my friend. If you guys enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up on this video down below. Drop me a comment, say hello. So I'm like, okay, so I didn't break that down too much in terms of the mechanisms. I was really just kind of freaking out. Moving on to the next girl. Actually, there's probably several girls after this. It took me a couple more times. I'm just thinking about, I don't want to spend too much time more on this because you get you get the idea. I just want to maybe, maybe I'll just jump straight to the next. Yeah, okay, so I'll skip over, I'll skip over the next couple interactions and just get to the main, the main crux of it. But let me just say this, the next couple interactions were really same problem, same problem. Great, great connecting with each other. And it was just repeat to the point where I'd get a girl, I think it's for the next two girls that I brought back. Because during this 30-day challenge that uh, I couldn't get an erection and that I would just instead just pleasure them. I would just satisfy them and let it go, right? And so bringing it forward now, and this brings to several girls later, by the end of my 30-day challenge, when I met, quote-unquote, the girl, the girl that was really blowing my mind, the one that I ended up getting into a relationship with for the next uh, couple of years. That came later on, of course. But so we had had... We'd had a magical day two, magical day two, day two in the gardens, botanic magic in the gardens, and uh, spent all day, all night together. Ended up, the only reason why we didn't have sex that night, actually, was because she got hives, a massive hives, hives reaction because she was allergic to dogs and a couple of dogs in the house. So I had to take her back that night, but we ended up making out in the car. Anyways, cycle forward. Cycle forward to the day three. I've talked about this one, talked about this one in the... Oh, I forgot which one it was, but I was talking about how to, when a girl was in a really shitty mood on, on a day three. Oh, full guide to day threes, that's right. And so she was really in her mind. I was getting her to calm down. We're over the green tea and the candle in my bedroom. And and actually, yeah, and that just that night, I remember just that night when I went into this, I'm like, all right, even those girls are the next level, I'm going to try and do something different here. So... Let's just take our time. And this is part of it. This is because she was in like a really sh shitty mood as well and trying to calm her down. It just made more sense to take our time. So we're in the bed and we're just content to just make out. And we just spent the whole night just kind of making out and just being with each other in the bedroom. And we left it there and that was okay. And I'm like, even though while we were making out, I had an erection, I was, I was still like skeptical. I was still kind of thinking in my mind like, but what if we did start to escalate this? What would happen? I'm like, eh, forget about it. Just leave it here. Just leave it here. So you can start to see where a little bit of baby stepping coming in. And then it was now day four. I remember coming back on the day four. It was a uh, escalated night out. So I think it was night. I'd ask her just to come back, come to my place. We're just going to cook up, watch a movie. She was going to choose a movie. She chose a horror movie. I fucking hate horror movies. But uh, I'm like, fine, you choose a horror movie, okay? So she chose a horror movie. Um, I forgot what we cooked, but it was something good. And we're sitting here on this couch, on this couch, literally. And she's kind of like, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there. She's kind of like laid across me. But like, I don't know, like it's hard. To, her legs are across my, across my hips kind of thing. 
because she's kind of reclined along me, if that's if I can kind of describe that for those of you on the podcast. Anyways, uh, so during this horror movie, it's kind of wrapping up. Uh, she's been we've been making out intermittently. She's wearing these tight black leggings, and I've been uh, I've been finger playing with her this entire time, and she's been absolutely loving it. And then at a certain point, it just gets very physically amorous where she mounts me. We're making out. Uh, it's getting hardcore, and so I just like. Uh, with I uh, double leg her, so to speak, for those of you on the podcast, go by both the back of the leg, stand up, carry her into the bedroom, and uh, slam her down on the bed. And it just gets very physically amorous at this point. This is where all the clothes start coming up, and so we enter, we enter the Badlands. We enter. Is this going to be a repeat? Is this is the same thing that's going to happen over the last three interactions where I just couldn't when it when it finally t- came time, I just couldn't get it up, and so my default was. Let me just pleasure her first and just kind of see what happens. Let me just see what happens here. So I go to I go to town on her, bring her to full orgasm. And I noticed throughout the entire time, even as I'm trying to get myself going, I still can't get an erection. And it's freaking me out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm like, this makes no sense. This girl is my absolute dime piece. She's the she's definitely like and, and uh she's slightly older than me as well, again. So she's ticking all my boxes and it's been a great night. And I remember actually on the couch when I was just finger playing with her while watching the horror movie that I had a, I was full masked, that I was, uh, soldiers were at attention. And I, I'm like, and so that made me very, uh, very like, confident like, that this would not be a repeat, but it was. And I was starting to think like, actually not in that moment. So we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But. But so I, I, after I'm done like pleasuring her and I go back up to her and I start making out of her, she starts to reach down uh, south of my border and notices that I'm not, I'm not at uh, full mast. And, and she's, I, I could tell she was, she didn't say anything, but she was, she was starting to get timid herself. Like she was like starting to interpret it on herself a little bit. And I'm like, listen, this, this has got nothing to do with you. This, is, this has been like a thing with me over like the last month or so. And I just kind of start just spurting out like what the fuck's going on with me? Because I don't know. Because again, I'm freaking out. I do not know what to do in this moment. I've, I don't have any training. I don't have any coaches that have told me what to do. So I just I just start talking to her about it. And I just start going, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I just wanted to reassure her that it's not you. It's got absolutely nothing to do with you. It's just that uh, I don't know. I remember saying I don't know. So we just... We just, we stopped it there and we still had a really good night and still good candles. And of course she was fully satisfied. I brought her to full orgasm and, uh, and that was, that was cool. And then, so she, uh, I remember she slept over that night and then went home the next day. And I remember the very next day I booked an appointment with my doctor. So this is where I wanted to give you guys that full run through. Oh, fuck. No, there was, there was another story. There was, uh, there was one girl that I did skip over before that. There was one girl. I'll just give this real quick because actually this was, um, this is going to help explain the tactics I'm going to give you as to how to overcome your own sexual performance anxiety. There was another girl. There was another girl who had, I've mentioned this story in bits and pieces like a long time ago, but there was another girl during the 30 day challenge, which uh, she was a foreign exchange student living with like five housemates. She had like five housemates, all female. Uh, I remember it was a real quick escalation. We had a day two making out of her in the, uh, in the sanctuary. Shout out to uh, Jordan. Making out of the sanctuary, I brought her back to his place off the day two and, uh, and just brought her back to the couch. We were making out on his couch, uh, but Jordan was living with two other housemates. 
he couldn't, uh, his room was an absolute pigsty, so I wasn't going to do anything in there. And like, you couldn't even physically walk in there. And so anyway, but that was fine. I brought her back and that was cool. The day three though, was just straight to her place, just straight Disney and chill. Backpack on, backpack on. Uh, had my laptop in there, had candle, green tea, and my USB with all my uh, favorite Disney movies on. And so this is all good. In the backpack, her, her place is in the city. And so I go to her place, she gives me the address and she said she was going to cook for me. So I go to her place and it's like an absolute, she meets me out the front of just what looks like a normal hotel, not hotel, a normal apartment complex. But as we like go into it, it's, it's like a maze. There's like, it's like rooms upon rooms within and there's like little courtyards within. And it's like, I have no idea where I'm going. Like she's leading me through all these corridors and so we eventually get to her place. We had to go up a huge flight of stairs through these corridors and these really nice gardens. And uh, within within this apartment complex. And so we go up and we get into her her apartment. And she takes me into her room so I can drop my stuff off. And there's no one else like really around. I'm like, this is cool. We've got the place to ourselves. It's a pretty big place. Obviously, some other people live here. Then she takes me up another level, which is where the kitchen is. And she starts cooking. She starts cooking. Uh, first she had some dumplings. She uh, and she was a dumpling master. She so she got these dumplings coming on, and all of a sudden, just like I could hear all these like steps, just like like people just coming up the steps. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's the housemates. And so, little to my knowledge, unbeknownst to me, five of her female house housemates walk up the stairs and enter this shared kitchen room. And I'm like, okay. Okay, what's going on here? So I didn't realize at the time she told me later because they were all really aggressive towards me. They were all like looking at me, giving me daggers, like what the fuck's this guy doing here? Who's this? And in my mind, I was like, oh, these girls just want to slice. These girls just haven't had a slice in a while and they're just jealous, right? But that actually wasn't what I'm sure I'm doing a bit about it, but that wasn't the entire reason. The main reason was that it was an only female only share room. It was only females were allowed to live here. And so they probably haven't seen a dude in years, right? And so it's excessive, probably. At least not in a sexual space. But one of them was really nice. Shout out to the Indian girl. The Indian girl did take care of me. Not sexually. But uh she hit me up with some good soy sauce and that was I was looking for the soy sauce. She hit me up. So, but the rest of them were just like really fucking aggressive. I remember sitting across, I was sitting, I was sitting at the, at the dining table and, um, I won't say her name. I won't say her name. I call her, uh, I call her Jenna, fake name Jenna. Jenna and I are eating these dumplings and just a few of them are just like sat on the table and just grilling me. Just like asking me questions. What do you do? Who do you do for work? Where are you from? And I'm like, what? You think you're pretty? I remember one of them saying to me, you think you're pretty confident, don't you? And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just as, I'm a humble monk trying to get his dick wet. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to <laughs> And I'm gonna, I didn't say that, but that's like the look in my eyes. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you trying to uh, kill the vibe between me and this girl? She made me these dumplings. Indian girl got me soy sauce. Just relax. Relax. And, but she won't. She's got, and so at a certain point, the girl I'm with recognizes what's going on here. And this is might actually turn into a bit of a heated argument, a bit of a fight here. Because I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? And so anyway, so she takes me. She's like, we didn't even finish eating. She's like, come on, let's just go. Let's just go. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. 
you win this round. You win this round. And so we, we go down the stairs into... I just, I just wanted to tell that backstory because maybe it's relevant. I don't know, but it's funny. And it helps to give you guys the context of the situation anyway. So we go down... We go down the stairs into her private room. <clears throat> she's got an ensuite. She's got a bed. She's got a, it's, it's pretty small, but it's, it's enough room. It's enough. And so we set up. I set down the blanket. We get... That's right. She goes into the bathroom uh, to do whatever. And then so I lay, I get her doing a cover off her bed. I put it on the ground. I get, my, I get my backpack. So it's like go time. It's like backpack out, laptop on, speaker, UE boom. I don't have it here. Get the speaker out, candle, whoosh, later. Oh, no, 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 not during the movie. That comes later. And then so we start watching The Lion King and we're just laying down. She doesn't even, she can't even really understand English that well. So, but she's enjoying it. We're laying there. We're making out every now and again. Once the movie finishes, she goes back into the, the ensuite. That's when I go to the candle, light it up. And so she comes out and there's like this like, it's like dark room with the candle. And she's like, what, where did, where did this come from? And I'm like, shh, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter and she comes out and so she gets it so we start making out things start getting physically amorous and the reason why i wanted to point this story was because of a tremendous fuck up because yes there had been two situations before this the first girl i brought back and then there's another girl that was kind of like a half uh she didn't quite understand what was going on I, she thought we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend but i told her clearly at the beginning we weren't anyways but she was happy to make out with me and get fingered anyway but anyway anyways so that was the second one. This is the third one. So you think, I'm thinking here, it's like, I don't know if this is going to happen again. I'm just going to go balls deep. I'm trying to go balls deep and see what happens. We're making out. Uh, again, chubs, half, half, not full erection. And I'm like, oh, well, she hasn't quite got that physically amorous me yet. So I'm not going to freak out yet. But then I start, clothes start coming off. I'm realizing again, it's like, fuck, I could, cannot get it up here. This is the third time in a row. And I know we're going back in history here, but this is back in the timeline here, but this is the third time. And so I go to, again, just pleasuring her, bring her to full orgasm. And that was just my default of the time. Cause it's just like, fuck, well, if I can't do anything uh, with my own equipment, then I'll just, you know, I'll settle her. <coughs> so I settle her and we get back to making out and she tries this time was different that she tries to go down on me and uh, uh, orally. And it's trying to use the right words here. And but and that really freaks me out because I could only get about halfway up. I could only even while she's going down on me, I could still only get halfway up. And of course, the dark mental cloud of like fuck, 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 fuck. Like the stress, the stress of the situation of not being able to get an erection with this guy is just it's overcoming me. And at a certain point, I actually just kind of like take her by the hand and just kind of pull her up. Just to gesture like this is not working, like it's not working. And this is the, one of the biggest flaws, the biggest mistakes I made, which is one of the things I'm going to give you that I was giving to my clients over this week. I'm going to give to you guys, which is how to handle, when it comes to how to handle this, do not do what I just, what I'm about to do, which is when the ship's taken on water, I kept trying to fish. We would come back up, we'll relax, we'll make it out a little bit, and then I'll get an erection. And then I'll get full master. I'm like, oh, fuck, yes. And then, so then I'll try and rush it, and then I'll try and go into sex. But then the moment I would try and go and have sex with her, it would go straight down. And I'm like, fuck. And then it's like, oh, shit. And so then, then it'd go back. And then I just, it just, this went on for like maybe four or five times where it's just like, erection, go, 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 go. Then immediately just disappears. Go, 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 go. Disappears. Go, go, go. Disappears. And it's to, until a certain point 
where I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just, just, this is just not working. <clears throat> it's not working, so fuck it. We're done. I don't stay the night at hers. I, I end up leaving. She still had a good time. I didn't. I was, in terms of like, why is this still a problem for me? This is so ridiculous. So anyways, I missed out on that story because that, that, that key moment of trying to, trying to fish when, you, when your ship's taken on water, it's the worst thing you can do. It's the worst, it ruins the experience for her. It ruins the experience for you. And, and it's just, it's, it's actually what makes it difficult, more difficult, harder. It's harder. So anyways, I'm bringing it back here. So that was before that's the story I told with the it girl. Now I told you because I was about to go into dealing with the doctor. I was about to go into dealing with the doctor because at this point it's been four interactions in where I have not been in a generation of girl in a sexual space. Never had this problem before. What the fuck's going on? I must be damaged. Something it's just, it's like, this is abnormal. Surely no one else has gone through this. Surely this is just, uh, some shit's, some shit's wrong. So I remember telling that girl, the it girl that, uh, I remember I didn't tell I was going, no, I told I was going to a doctor. I didn't tell her why though. I went to the doctor and I described to my doctor, everything I've just described to you guys. And he says to me, uh, listen, have you had any trauma down in your South of border region recently? I'm like, no. No, there's nothing wrong there. He's like, are you waking up with erections? And I'm like, yeah, to the point where it's annoying. He's like, good. That's how it should be. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to write you out a prescription for Viagra. Writes me out the prescription, prints it out, signs it off. And he goes, but just before he gives it to me, just before he hands me the prescription, he goes, and I'm like about to take it. He's like, but this would be just as good if you stuck it to your forehead. And I'm like, oh. What? He said it again. Excuse me. He's like, Adam, it exists within your mind. This Viagra, listen, let me explain to you what Viagra does. It is a vessel dilator in which that all it does is opens up your blood vessels to allow extra blood flow to go through. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything else other than that. So if you're telling me that you've had no trauma and that you're still waking up with strong erections every single morning... This is not a matter of you having weak blood vessel flow and not having the correct vasodilation, vessel dilation, vasodilation. What this is, is a psychological problem. And that's why I'm saying that this Viagra prescription, if you were to take the Viagra, would be 100% placebo effect. You have no problem with your blood vessels. You have no, you're not 50 years old, you're not 60 years old, and, then, and, and struggling to be able to dilate your vessels. What this is, is that when you're getting into these interactions, you're freaking out and you're rushing. And what that means is that blood flow cannot be sent down to that area because what's happening is you're entering a fight or flight response, which means that all the blood volume is being sent not only to your brain, but then because of the stress of the situation, your brain perceives this to be a stressful situation, which means based on your genes, or we're going to have to get ready for a fight here, or we're going to have to run away, fight or flight. So the blood volume that's required to perceive the stressful situation and also then to redirect that blood to all the rest of your physiology to prepare you to throw a right hand or to sprint. So there's only one thing that your body cares about more and that your genes care about more than furthering. It's survival and it's the survival of yourself to in order to prevert, progress that survival. It's like if you're not alive, then the genes cannot be progressed. <coughs> so... It's not more important in a firefly situation for you to have an erection. What's more important is for you to either fight the thing that is going to prevent you from getting the next erection or to run away from the thing that is going to prevent you from getting the next erection. 
So there's no chance of you getting an erection if you are in a fight or flight response, stress-based mode, and, and unable to, to direct blood flow in that area. So if I give you this Viagra, please know that it's purely placebo, it's just in your head, it's just in your mind. Stick it to your forehead, it'll be just as good. This is what he's telling me, shout out to Dr. Waterworth. And I'm like, it really fucking, it's like, that's the fucking shit. It's like, that's the gong. That's what I needed in my mind. Because, <clears throat> like I said, like I said, no one else had discussed this before. No one else. There was def there, there's, I just never heard anyone talk about this ever. And so I thought, well, but it makes so much sense now. If I look at all of my experiences, when I look about the first girl that I brought back, the second, the third, and then the fourth girl, they all have one commonality. It's rushing. It's rushing. First one, rushing just off the initial get. Second one, rushing to please her. Ooh. Did you notice that? Did you pick that up in the storylines? That was a pattern. That every time I got into a sexual experience of a girl, it was always rushing to please her first, go down on her first, bring her to orgasm first. Why? Why was I doing that? Because I'm a good guy? Nowadays, yes. But back then, no. It was because I lacked the confidence to just be. I lacked the confidence because I'm like, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get this erection. Oh, stress, stress, very stressful. That's a very thought, stressful thought. So oh, I better just cover the absolute basics and just in case I can't perform, just in case I can't perform which of course is already setting up the premonition that you won't be able to perform, I'll just take care of her. So now you're conditioning a pattern of stressful response. That now when I get into a sexual space of a girl and I go down on her, it's not because I'm doing that for the pure pleasure and because I'm lost in the moment and that's just the natural progression. No, this is a conditioned pattern now that, oh, when Adam gets into a sexual space, he's not confident that he's going to be able to perform, so he does this now. And so... Now it's a trained stressful response. It's like a trained stress response and that now there's no chance of getting an erection. So I'm like, oh, fuck. This is like all in my head now. So I remember that I go back to my girl and I say, listen, I, I, I went and spoke to my doctor and this is what it is. And we, well, we, I remember the night. I've got a photo from the night as well. Not like, <laughs> not of us like fucking, but <laughs> I've got a photo of us post fucking which tells you that I overcame it. So, so this is how I overcame it. By the way, just shout out to those of you that are in the stream right now. If you're enjoying this content, drop me a thumbs up on the video down below. It really helps out the stream. And uh, say hi, drop me a comment in the ca uh, comment box. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to go into as this much of a tapestry of my particular journey, but I realized I have to because I, I can't talk about any of my clients' stories or any of my followers' stories. So, and anyways, this is this is more important anyway because this is just the real shit. So, um, yeah, this will be going a little bit longer, but I'll shout out to uh, Ian Casters up in this chat. What's good? What's good, my friend? Good to see you here. He's already dropping some of his questions in. I'll get to them later for sure. Okay, so, now he, now he comes the light. He comes the light. So, I come back with this Viagra prescription. I remember driving home. It's like sitting in the car next to me. And I'm like, well, I got to talk to her about this because this is a psychological thing and that I'm not going to leave her in the dark about this. And remember, we're still in a casual relationship at this point. I've only known each other for a couple of weeks and it's, everything's moving very quickly. But, and so I remember saying to her, listen, you got to come over this night and we're going to, we're going to have a talk. We're just going to talk about some stuff. 
right? And I'm going to tell you about what the doctor said. And so she comes over to my place. It's, I think it's a Friday night. Everyone's out. It's just her and I. We're in, we're in my, uh, in the, in the, near the kitchen lounge room on that couch where I did the podcast with Mikkel. So for those of you who want to get a visual. And, and I sit her down. And there's just like a low lamp, low light, green tea and chill. And I tell her exactly what's been going on. I tell her everything that happened with the previous girls. I tell her about what my doctor said. And so I say to her, and she's just like very like calmly, like it's just like kind of drinking it in. She's not, not, not judging, not, 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 not really saying much, but just drinking it in. And so I say, this is my plan now. This is what I want to do. Tonight, let's just enjoy each other. Let's just enjoy each other. She's like, okay. So we start making it out there on the couch. I take her into my bedroom. All right. Instead of going into my preconditioned and now trained stress response of having to pleasure her immediately, go down on her immediately, which by the way, I'm extremely, of course, confident in. That's why I'm doing it. But at the same time, it's also what it's training me not to do. It's training me not to just sit in the present moment with her and just to enjoy the moment with her and to forget about penetration and performance and just be there truly with her. That's not what I, it's all the things that I'm not doing when I'm doing this other thing. So I'm like, oh, so I just take her into the bedroom. I put on some music. I put on the Panda Emperor playlist. It was still labeled that at that time, Panda Emperor. <clears throat> Which is just some really chill R&B music. There's some Usher in there. There's some, uh, there's some Craig David, of course. There's, uh, there's a little, it's just very, very chill and very relaxed. And uh, Neo as well. Tons of old school Neo tracks like Sexy Love, Because of You, uh, One in a Million all these different chats going on and we're just like lying there and at no stage do I attempt to take her clothes off. We're just lying there and this goes on for hours. This week started like 8 p.m. It's probably like 11, but I don't know. I don't know. I just to me, it's like I lose track of all time. We're just like every now and again, we would make out and I started training her. I recalled something that I used to do with my first ever sex girl for the girlfriend the girl I lost my virginity to at 16 that I used to do of her that used to really turn me and her on and I used to do I used to fucking love which was slow kissing and when I say slow kissing I mean not like just like like slow slow just the, the terms makes it seem like what's so special about that slow kissing uh I want you to imagine the slowest you could possibly kiss someone and then take that down by a thousand to the point where it's just like, I want you, for those of you in the YouTube live stream right now, using my hands and uh, for you on the podcast, try to just imagine this, but you, you know, you could get the visual to watch this on YouTube, which is that imagine when you make contact with each other's lips, that it's like this. And all I'm doing right here is I'm just like slowly, like as slow as I possibly can folding the lips onto each other and then as slow as possible like sent like millimeter by millimeter allowing the lips to unfold from each other right it just and so like one motion of lips together and lips coming off each other probably took two minutes just like that's how slow i am talking about and it's one of the most like it, it it fucking lights me up right now thinking about it with all the girls I've done this with. I remember something I used to do with my 16-year-old girlfriend and I'd never done with any of these other girls before because I never had 
the patience, the presence to just be there with her and forget about sex. And so it just all of a sudden dawned, uh, dawned on me. It's like, oh, what if I tried this right now? It's like, what if I do this right now? And, and so I'm all lying there and we've been, we've been just kind of cuddling with each other, listening to this music, just enjoying each other. The window's open, the breeze is coming in, using our body warmth to keep each other together. And then so I'm like, hey. And I just like, hey. I slowed down and I go in to kiss her. Now, of course, she's used to a regular kissing speed. So she's like, she comes in at normal speed. I'm like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> not like that, not like that. Let me show you. And so I'm like, just don't move. I get it, not to move. And I just like, just millimeter by millimeter, press my lips against hers. And she tries to kiss back, but way too fast. I'm like, no, no, no. And I pull back, I'm like, slow, way slower. Go as slow as you possibly can. And so eventually, like, she gets it. And eventually it's just like, oh, we're just going like, millimeter of skin by millimeter of flesh just like just 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 imagine like two imagine imagine having two two butterfly wings and you're just going to try and perfectly align them together as slow as possible and even like any tiny shadow would just like you fuck it up and so it's like this is what i'm talking about how slow it is and like i can feel like the sexual tension that is building through this. And I'm like full erection during this entire time. And it's, and so it's, we just do this for like half an hour. Half an hour, the slowest kissing possible. And then eventually tongues get introduced and she's like going a little too fast. I'm like, no, just like wrapping each other's tongues around each other. But like so slowly. Just, and it requires all of your presence. It requires all of your concentration. And, and it's like, it gives you like goosebumps. I've got like goosebumps right now thinking about it. And I remember at the time, it's like, it's so electric. The sexual tension is so electric. And I'm, what I'm also starting to notice at this point is that I have no problem with an erection right now. It's like really strong. But then I'm like, no, forget about it, Adam. This is, this is what caused you all these problems. Forget about it. You said you were just going to enjoy the moment with her tonight. So I'm like, all right, yeah, forget about the erection. So what if I'm with an erection right here? And so we spend the rest of the night. I think I took her home like 2 a.m. <coughs> it was like 1.30. It was like 1.30 or 2 a.m. And we didn't have sex. I didn't even take her clothes off. We literally just did the slowest kissing possible for, for hours upon hours and just cuddling with each other, just breathing with each other, just allowing each other to relax into each other, feeling her heart rate, feeling her breathing rate coming in sync with me. And I'm like, yes. When she left, I was so happy. I was like... Well, even though we didn't have sex, I didn't, I didn't need to. I felt like for the first time, at least even if, I, even if we didn't, you know, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't go down on her and she didn't go down on me. There was nothing like that, no stimulation like that. But every time all my sexual experiences with her, I always left feeling worse. I always left feeling stressed out of my mind. I left feeling like a bit of a bitch, like that I couldn't. I couldn't get it up and I couldn't uh, sexually please her, maybe like her previous guy she'd been with or anything like that. And it's like, but this time, when I let go of the sex and when I let go of having to perform and do anything of that nature, and I was just truly able to be with her, now I feel great. Now I feel, I feel amazing. I feel confident now. Now I feel like a whole weight has been lifted off of me and that I maintained a very strong reaction the entire time, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. And so fast forward. 
fast forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. fast forward to uh, the next time. That's when that photo came afterwards, which is that the next time we came in, it's like sex happened organically and naturally. And that I had, for the rest of our relationship together, for the next two years onwards, it was like the next time we got in, rinse and repeat in terms of just being with her. And at a certain point of just being with her and the slow motion kissing and breathing right and all this different stuff I talked about in the day threes, all right? Just being with her, just focusing on just being. Don't worry about sex, just be together. I just breathe and just kiss and that's okay. And that's all that it'll be. Eventually we did progress through the sex and I didn't go straight into uh, having to please and sexually go down on her first. We just went straight into sex next time, the first time. And we had one of the most crazy sexual experiences of my life. And I remember we took a photo together in the mirror where I was like uh, hugging her from behind and we took a photo and I still got that after it was all said and done. And that was just, to me from that, and then from that point on, I never had that problem again. I never had problem with sexual performance anxiety after that. And what I had taught myself through my own experience was that, okay, number one, and I really owe a lot to that doctor who helped me to realize it was a psychological issue and not a physical issue, which is that number one, I was rushing this shit, right, putting so much pressure on myself, and that when the ship was taken on water, I didn't bring her back to the dock. Right? When things got tough and when things got rough, I made it worse by attempting to keep fishing while water was coming on. Right? And what that speaks to is that having to keep trying to <clears throat> start up with these girls again and again, trying to get something from this, trying to attain the sex and reach the sex, instead of just realizing that, well, obviously this is not the right time. You're stressed out of your mind. How about if you just relax, step back a second and just be with her? Maybe then the erection would come and hold itself, which of course it always does, but that doesn't even matter. It's like if you're in a stressed out state, forget about it. Forget about it. Just enjoy being with her. <coughs> Bring yourself back down to a regular baseline emotional state. And then maybe towards the end of the night, I guess. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because your emotional sexual connection with this girl is always going to matter far more than the physical penetration. And this is what I was starting to learn. This is what I was starting to learn. And I just want to now paint the the next sexual interaction I had with a girl, which then came. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get to fine fine two tactics just before I get into your questions. But there's a very important thing I need to paint here, which is I, I was then with that girl for the next two years. And that's when the co the whole coaching thing started. But when I got out of that relationship. I just want to, uh, the, the next six, next sexual interaction. So I've been with the same girl for like two years and, and, uh, or just under. And then the, when we got out of that relationship <clears throat> and my ne very next sexual interaction, this was a very big moment for me. It's a very big step because it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like not groundhog day, but there's like flashes of like, is this going to be what it was like last time where it was like a very long period of me, you know, even though I had been having sex the past few years, but it's like, it was very normal for me and casual and like, uh, it's like, this was just the thing. It was the thing. And like, you're very confident in that space, but there was still that memory in my mind of what happened years before. So I remember the next girl and I've been promising you guys that I was going to tell this story. I've been saying this a lot, which is that the mansion pool. Because I have discussed the mansion pool many times in much further back podcasts, but never in one like full scenario. Like from the moment I met her, cold approach in the Rundle Mall, to the moment I brought her back to the mansion and to everything that happened after that. 
but and I it's it's I guess it's like the next podcast I want to do like real podcast but the reason why I haven't been doing it is because I've been doing these social Q&As because I've been editing the short film and this comes first I mean this is it's better because I can engage with you guys but but don't worry I will one day do a full podcast on the mansion pool not today because it's it's its own podcast but I just want to tell you the most relevant part of it because she was the first girl I had a sexual experience with outside of uh, when I came out of that relationship with that girl, the two year, um, with the eight girl. So all I want to say is this, that because it's far too long of a story, is that we had our first sexual experience when I went back to the mansion and I learned my lesson. I just, I spent the whole night with her. I remember we played guitar with her and we watched a movie and we just chilled, just made out, we just chilled. And that was it. When I went back for the second time, second progression, we just were there together, just enjoying each other together. I went down on her that night, but we didn't do anything more than that. And that was great. And that was fine. Didn't push it. Went back for the third time. Then we had full sex. And there was no issue at all. No issue at all. No sexual performance anxiety at all. And, and so this is the mechanism. I thought, well, I cracked it here. I cracked it here, at least for myself. I want to see if I can help teach other people this. So this now brings me down to the tactical wrap-up. <clears throat> Which is that if you're dealing with sexual performance anxiety, and I have so many of my clients are now coming to mind uh, that I've been dealing with this week, and I'm just going to give you the the exact dosage that I gave them, which is listen. You can look at this in two ways. It's either you can look at this as in what to do and what not to do. You can look at it in both ways, but I think it's probably more beneficial for me to just go with the what to do, and you work out just don't do the rest of the other shit that you were going to do. Number one, <clears throat> if you're if you're feeling like, because this oftentimes, yeah, I said I was going to strip it back to the absolute virgin, which I will. I'm going to strip it back to the absolute virgin. Although it probably fucks with you more, actually, to have already had sex with a girl than have a very long break, because that's most of my clients. Most of my clients are all oh, 50-50, actually. 50 are virgins coming in. The other 50 have just had <coughs> like three years, three years, no sex, five years, no no sex. And they're very anxious about this. So say you're that guy. Say you just had a real long dry spell. Or say you're an absolute virgin. Let's set that context. You met this girl on the day. You met this girl in the mall. Cracking up. Hit up on that day too. You had that You had that uh, botanical chill. You had that coffee. You had that tapas, whatever. It was great. Maybe you made, you not definitely, you had a kiss of some kind. Uh, maybe you went back to her place that night. Maybe you didn't. Most commonly, though, is that you probably set up for a more escalated day three in which that, hey, let's do Disney and chill back at my place. Let's cook up at your place. That's cool. So you're back at her place. You're back at your place. And you're anticipating this experience going, well, fuck, haven't had sex in three or five years. <sighs> even that right there is like, <sighs> it's like, it's that kind of like, oh, you feel the pressure start to build even just saying that. And so, what I want you to do, my friend, or if you're the virgin who's never had sex before at all, so then it's just like, it's all cards right out. What I want you to do <clears throat> is not set yourself up with any expectation whatsoever, right? And if you do get yourself, and this is what I'll be saying to myself or, and what I say to my clients is that even if this experience tonight does lead to a position, which you should be leading it to, in which you two could have physical sexual experience together, don't even. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. If it happens, great. But if it doesn't, but if it's even there, I don't even want you to be concerned with that. Your primary concern in the first intimate space where you two get body to body together is your emotional sexual connection. 
The physical penetration will come, and it can in fact only come when you are both synchronized on an emotional level. Because if you can't be synchronized on an emotional level, if not from her perspective, and we'll leave her out for just for the second because we're talking more on your sexual performance anxiety, if you can't connect with her and synchronize her on an emotional level, what does that mean? You're stressed. You're stressed out of your mind. You aren't able to tap into the present moment, so you cannot synchronize onto her frequency, and you cannot come together to allow the blood flow, even if you wanted to get physically sexual with her. So let's make your primary concern an emotional sexual connection, which is what we talked about in the Guide to Day 3s. So briefing it through here, if you want more detail on it, just go back to that social Q&A, which is like two ago, or yeah, two ago or something like that. So when you've done your Disney and chill, when the movie's over, and don't make the mistake that Adam first Adam made on his first ever time. Make sure you take the time to do whatever you were going to do. Cook the suit, do the sushi, do the do the uh, do the movie and whatnot. You know, just take your time. Don't rush anything. Right? There is no rush. There's no rush. If you're acting from a place of scarcity, you will rush it. Forget forget about that. Just enjoy the moment with this girl. All right. Lead her into that sexual space where you're going to get on the, where you're on the couch or you've been in your bedroom or her bedroom or whatever on the floor with the doona. And so all you're going to learn to do now is like think, okay, my only goal here is that I'm just going to be. I just need to show myself that I can just be. And what just be means is just literally with her, breathe. Literally with her, feel. Hold her. <clears throat> Let her rest on you. Okay? Do some slow, do some slow motion kissing. All right? Feel every single little inch of her body. Feel every skin, every little microfiber of her. It was like, I'm talking about this for those of you on the podcast. It's like I will spend, I'll spend all night just learning the curvature of a girl's neck primarily and then all the rest of her body, but particularly in the neck as well, right? And this to me right here, and all I'm, telling, all I'm giving you right here is just that all this is allowing you to do is just to breathe into the moment with her. And that you've now started to let go of performance. I haven't had sex in three to five years. Oh, that's a bit shocking, isn't it? Because it's like, what I just told you is about just breathing of her, slow motion kissing of her, learning the curvature of her neck. All of that requires you to be present in the moment. And so when I jarred and jammed your mind with this idea of I haven't had sex in three to five years, it's like, that's jarring. It's like, what? That, what? Get that shit out of here. Get that fucking shit. Like, that doesn't make any sense in this moment. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense in this moment because look at all the things you've been doing. You've just been present with her. You've just been feeling the moment with this girl. And so all of this anxiety leaves you, whether you're a virgin, you're this virgin, right? But what if just for a second, let's just not worry about the virgin status. Let's not worry about having to sexually please her. Let's not worry about having been better than the other guy she's been with. How about I just breathe with her, feel her chest raise, right? feel her diaphragm expand, and contract, expand and contract, right? What, what, if I, what if I was just to say, hey, just lie back on the bed, right? Lay it back, tip her chin up, right? And just run my hand just down every little inch of her musculature all the way through her neck. Use my tongue to do that, right? Use, the, use every inch, like don't just use the pad of your finger, but use the rotation and every single little aspect you just feel, every, for those of you on the podcast, you really need to be coming watching this, but you're just feeling every little aspect, every little nerve ending, nothing untouched, nothing. It's like you are, you're a, 
you're Captain Cook mapping out Australia here. Like you're 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 trying to find every everything, understand her as best you can, and it's understanding her on a level that your mind cannot conceive of. You're understanding her on a sexual based emotional connection that transcends anything physical. It's like yes, you're using your hand to touch her neck, but what's being transferred here on a much deeper level, look at the trust. The trust, the sexual trust you're honoring. In order for a girl to let go and allow you to do that, like not only is her, her genes fighting that, I listen, in order for someone to open up their neck in general, the level of trust for that on a gene-based level in terms of evolutionary and allowing you to uh, become unstressed, trust, so much trust is required because this is, our, this is a vital organ to us and that you know this with a girl that is not ready for sexual stimulation, she's very tense here. She's very tense in her neck. She is not willing to open up to that, let alone let you touch it. And when she, when you do touch her neck, you send it sends shockwaves through the rest of her body, and it's like it's like it's like locking up her body. And so, oh fuck, she's not ready for that. So give her more time, I bet because you're 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 keenly aware in the moment for her physical desires here, and you're just you're you're sending her into into a spiritual orgasm that had nothing to do with physical penetration. I mentioned this in the day three, that the orgasm almost comes before physical penetration, which makes the literal physical orgasm come so quickly. If you can bring a girl to to ecstasy and emotional orgasm first, the physical, well, not only can the physical orgasm not come until you unlock the emotional, but it comes so much quicker. It's like you only had to spend five minutes going down on her with your tongue before she just completely like waterfall on you. So anyways, Mr. Virgin, coming back in here. You just, it's all I want you focused on. It's like, let me connect, synchronize with her on an emotional level first, and you can only do this with just being with her. Just being with her, and you let her take care, and you just like, I'm, let me take care of your hair. And it's like, you actually, every, like you actually smell what her hair is like. You smell what her, what the perspiration on her skin, and all the pheromones feel like, and smell like, and it's like, Every aspect of the human experience you are taking in here with no concern for whether you are a virgin, not had sex in the last three to five years, whether you're going to perform or not. And what's going to happen throughout all this is that, yes, you will become full mast. Yes, you will achieve a mass erection for sure. Because what's happening is that we are turning off, we are turning off your stressed, your hormonal stress response to that. If you were to start thinking about the virgin, if you start thinking about the sexual performance, now what your body can perceives, all your body knows is my man's getting stressed. And the only thing we know about stress is that oh, potential non-survival, potential destruction, potential not being able to progress our genes. So you pff, blood flow to the blood flow to the back, fucking get tense, get ready to fight, get ready to run. Right? That's that's it doesn't matter whether you're stressed about meeting the girl in the fucking mall or whether you're you're stressed about Get meeting that deadline at work or you're stressed about being a virgin, all stress is perceived as one thing on an evolutionary-based sense physically, which is we're going to die. We're going to fucking die. And your body doesn't care. Your body does not care. So we want to turn that off. And we turn that off and we just train our body. That's all I'm asking you to do here is that you just train this response now that when I'm in a physical space of a girl, I don't rush. I don't rush to it and even not rushing, but I have no preconceived notion of having to do anything. It's, I, don't, I don't have to achieve anything here. 
The only thing to be achieved, the only thing to be attained in this moment with this girl is just learning to be. The attainment is in learning to be. And if I can learn to just be with this girl, oh, the kingdom comes. The kingdom fucking comes. And that's what happens. Whether it happens in that night for you, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. In fact, I'd, I'd recommend that it doesn't. I'd recommend that even if you are perking up and you feel like you're good, don't even. If you're, if you're a guy who's coming from three to five years of no sex or a virgin, never had sex before, or you just had some, you just have some weird psychological shit that I don't even know about, just don't even. It's such a pressure release. And really what I'm trying to do for you is train a new pattern, train a new response that when we get into this space, this is my default now. My default is to just, oh, I'm going to just be with this girl. And where you can just be, that's it. Game over. Game over, that's it. Good night. Not only will she uh, sense this and fully open up, allow herself to come to orgasm. And like I said before, a girl cannot... Uh, a girl cannot have a female ejaculation. She cannot squirt uh, until she is fully let go. Because part of that, part of that, when you are, should we get into some squirting tactics here? I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to do this on YouTube. But uh, anyways, let me just pause here. Let me just say hi to some of the guys in the chat box if you're in. Um, all right, there's nothing new there. So anyways, I'll stay on topic then. But Anyways, guys, I'm going to start to wrap this up here and we get into the Q&A. What's funny is that this has turned into a full podcast, but it's just it's so important. Um, so I was just about to get into some squirting tactics, but uh, maybe I want to get... Okay, let me say this. I'll finish with this. And then, so if you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat box now and, uh, and I'll get to it. And yeah, if you're enjoying this content, drop me that thumbs up down below. Uh, say hi and uh, yeah, support everything we do. So I was just about to go into the squirting tag. So anyways, all I was going to say about uh, in order for a girl to even uh, squirt, it's a combination of two things in which that not only do you, not only do you have to be stimulating the clit at the same time as stimulating the G spot. So what you do is that you have, you have one hand, if you're say, let's you're in typical position of where she's back on the bed, heads at the head post and uh, you're going down on her, between the legs All right you've got you've got your two fingers inside of course underneath and you're curled up as if you're i don't know doing a, a wrist curl almost right reaching the g-spot up into the back stimulating and instead of using your fingers like this instead of like for those in the podcast you know what i'm doing like like a reaching like a like a reach motion instead of doing that what you're gonna do is that you just use two fingers you press against the g-spot and you use your forearm to instigate the motion right and what it's, it's just a far more uh, far more effective and it's far more uh, powerful it's just more, far more stimulating so you got that going with the hand but then at the same time part two that's not enough to bring a girl to squirt at least physically anyway but as long as you've unlocked the emotional first so g-spot stimulation is part one part two is clitoral stimulation and now clitoral stimulation all you have to do is quote unquote suck the apple imagine you got Imagine you got a fucking apple, which I do actually have an apple in the kitchen, but that's too far away. So derail this story. So what you're going to do is imagine that you got an apple. Imagine you just get a full apple, take a bite. Okay, take a full bite and you got an apple in your mouth. Now imagine like you guys have done this. I recommend doing this, like even while I'm saying this or just grab an apple afterwards. And what you're going to what you know is that the juices of the apple, when you take a full bite, but you keep it in there, the juices will start to drip down. What I want you to imagine doing 
is while you still got that apple in your mouth, trying to use your tongue to to suck up the juices. So it's like you're trying to. It's very it's very hard not to do without an apple. Like it's hard to do. You really just have to put an apple in your mouth, take a bite, and try and try and use your tongue to suck the juices kind of thing it's hard to it's hard to do like without an actual apple or a girl in front of you right but basically that's the motion that you're doing with uh with the clip so what you're going to do is that of course you're not going to take a bite but when you put your mouth to it is that you're going to stick your tongue right out and you're going to use a sucking motion as if you're trying to suck the juices from an apple that was kind of taken like a it's like a tuck a suction it's like a suction suck if you know what i'm saying and uh and so if you're doing these two things at the same time, very quickly you bring a girl to uh, her female ejaculation. And but and this is the only, this is the this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up, which is <laughs> it was got nothing to do with the the physical stimulation stuff. That's just like bonus. That's just like some straight tactics for you. But to actually that's like everything you have to do for her. But there's one key component that she has to be willing to do, which you, you, she'll never get to squirting if you don't. Uh, now, girls who are, who are regularly doing this, they can probably do it unconsciously. But a lot of girls have never squirted in their entire life because most guys don't know how to do this. So, so what you need to tell her beforehand is that, okay, what's going to happen? Because you have to prepare. If she's never squirted before, you have to prepare her for it, which is that what's going to happen is that as I bring you, as I take care of you, as I bring you to this uh, climax, it's going to feel like you need to take a piss. That's what it feels like. Now, most girls hold that in. They hold it in because like, fuck, I don't want to piss in his mouth, right? But what they don't realize is that in that moment, that feeling, it's the exact same feeling, that pressure down there. It feels like you need to go to the toilet, but it's actually not. That's the buildup of female ejaculation coming out. And so all you have to tell her is that now just trust. Trust that in that moment, do not hold it back. Let it go. Just let go. And this is what I'm talking about. If a girl is not emotionally unlocked, she will never let go. And I've had to have, sometimes it's taken me five sexual experiences of a girl to train her to let go. And even with being emotionally unlocked, some girls are just really tight uh, emotionally in that space. But for the girls that can unlock emotionally and they can trust that when that feeling comes, because that's what's happening here is that when you've got when you've got the G-spot forearm stimulation going and you've got the suck the apple motion on the clip, this brings out the female ejaculation. Like both of these things at the same time is an absolute mind blower. It just, it, it, it sends her into full body shakes, like full body, like flipping up. And she's going to want, as any normal human would do, to hold the pressure in. But what I'm saying is that let it go, let it go, let the pressure go, let it go, right? And then when she, when she does let it go, psh, found it. Just, <laughs> just found it coming out. Once she does it once, that's it. She's a squirter for life. Once she does it once, she learns to let go of that feeling. She'll be right. She'll be right. So anyways, the reason why I wanted to get into that was just because of the emotional letting go. That's all I was saying before, bringing it back for the virgin, bringing it back for the three to five years of no sexual performance, right? That's why it's so important that I just forget about the physical penetration, forget about... Uh, having to perform, forget about all that shit, my friend, that your sexual performance anxiety and not being able to get an erection is purely psychological if you have not experienced trauma down there. And all I want you to do is train yourself to turn off your fight or flight mode response. And the best way to do this is just learning to be. Learning to, 
learning to breathe, learning to be with the girl, learning to be in that space of her, and study, study the curvature of her physique, study her breathing. And I don't mean that in the nerdy way, I mean that in the way of an artist would. Are you just feeling everything and allowing the moment to take you away? And then sex comes. Then the physical penetration comes and it comes effortlessly. It comes to the point like, well, this is, why was this ever an issue? Now, please note that sometimes, especially if you've had three to five years off or you're a virgin, this might take you four or five experiences with a girl. And you might think, but what if, she, but what if like, I let her down? What if I let her expectations down? She really wanted to have the sex. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> emotional sexual fulfillment, emotional sexual stimulation is a thousand, nine thousand X anything physical could ever provide for a girl. Right? A girl can get a dildo. Dildos are readily available. They're readily available. But there's a reason why she came to you. Right? She could have grabbed a cucumber, readily available, straight down the fruit shop. But she came to you. Right? She came to you because you can provide something that a carrot, a cucumber, a dildo cannot do which is that you can stimulate her in an emotional way that allows her to let go of her sense of self. And that is the most stimulating thing, the most sexually fulfilling thing you can do for any human being is giving them the sense that just that, just that, that no more words, no more concept of self. And when you can do that for a girl, a girl will give you five, 10, endless, infinite. I've never seen a girl. I've never seen a girl get, say to me, it's time, Adam. Like, it's fucking time. Like, I've, been, I've had enough of this emotional stimulation. It's time that you fucking slipped it in. It's never happened. It's never fucking happened. Now, what often happens is because it, it only takes generally two or three times for you. Three, three sexual experiences ago where you could literally just hold that space with her. Well, then it's sexual, the physical penetration just comes as a natural byproduct after that. But the number one mistake that you will make, all right, is in setting an expectation at all. Even just trying to get there, it's like know yourself, know what's happened for you, and if you've uh, please just trust, trust that I had to experience this. I went through this the fucking hard way, and everything that I've just spoken on has not been, you know, like there's other things in my content that you might be able to look at and go, oh, well, I've heard some other people talk about being direct. I've heard some other people talk about being congruent and authentic. Maybe not the way that Adam does, but I've heard these principles loosely, and people kind of talk about them. But I guarantee you've never heard anyone talk about this shit in the way that I have uh, here today. Because I had not learned this from anyone else. It was purely from my own pain. It came from my own pain. And I didn't have to go through that shit. And it's, it's, it, it pisses me off that no one else was willing to talk about this. That just pretending that this was like a... Because I'm, I'm sure other people were experiencing just not willing to talk about it. You know, putting on airs that, no, I'm the sexual fucking god. I'm this good, right? That's like that's the idea that these like coaches try to give you. It's like no, no, not at all. So trust that if someone like myself who had to go to a doctor because it was such an issue for him could overcome it by unlocking his psychology, you can too. You can too. And that's when I wrap this up right here. Uh, this has been like this has been a straight potter. It's been an absolute straight potter. And I thank you all for hanging in uh, right here. Don't worry. Like I'm wrapping up the potter section, but we've got about oh, we've got about 10, 15 minutes to get some questions in here. I just felt like this was super important. So uh, I'll just I'll, wrap, I'll, I'll answer whatever questions are in here. And of course, the Super Chat is available if you feel like you've got something really important you want to get a bump to the top. But otherwise, we'll spend another 10, 15 minutes just jamming with you guys. 
But just like with the full guides, this is like a super important thing for me to get out. So I want to give it the, the time of day. So, and I always say 10 to 15 minutes to ask questions, but sometimes we go one. So we'll see how we go. So my friends, oh, by the way, if you are in this chat box, make sure you hit that thumbs up button down below. It really helps the video out, gets it sent out to the stream, lets YouTube know that you like this content. And uh, yeah, drop me some comments, say hi. Don't forget the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter coming out at 3.20 p.m. today. Uh, real kick up the ass for those of you that are not uh, changing your lives. There's some really good shit in there this week. And also the Game Changers review as well. Ah, so here we go. Diving into this chat box. Coming in here. So Never Broken. Never Broken says to me, dude, this video came right in the best moment. I'm having these kind of problems at the moment. Hey, my man. I'm just glad I could share my experiences with you. Take it slow. Take it easy. Rewatch this. Rewatch this entire thing. And uh, by the way, for those of you that don't know, once I put this out, like once the YouTube replay comes out and uh, the Spotify, uh, CastBox, Apple, iTunes podcast version comes out, not on the podcast uh, info, but in the YouTube info, I go back and I re-listen to this entire thing and I time mark it. So sometime before the end, like within, generally speaking, within 24 hours, if you go to the YouTube video replay of this, you'll see full time marks of each like key section of this. So never broken... Uh, you always feel like you can come back to this and just reference this. And I know that I was in the absolute depths of this issue and I overcame it. So I know you can too. So yeah, I'm just glad. I'm glad to see that you can be open and honest about it. Well fucking done. Oh shit. Oh shit. We got our first super chat coming in from Schemo. Donate that. $2.99 Australian. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it. And for those of you that don't know what the super chat does, it just goes back to supporting everything we do here. Everything I do here at the bowl. Right? And I'm, um, Truly grateful. So thank you very much. Uh, and he says, for the question. So his question is going to get bumped uh, to the top. And there were a few questions before his. So that's what happens with the Super Chat. So I'm giving him the time of day. So Skimo's question. Skimo's question is, I'm just saying where it is. Yo, Adam, I'm in a situation where it's very hard to take girls to my place. How would I try to organize to go to a girl's place without being rude? First question for you, Schemo, if I can ask for some context here, because this is a super chat, is why is it difficult? Why is it difficult for you to take go back to your place? Is it because uh, your parents won't allow you? Is it because your siblings won't allow you? Is it is it a permission-based thing and you just physically can't? Uh, is it a logistical reason? Is it because it's like an hour and a half away, two hours away from the main CBD? Just give me some context on that. Because I'll be able to give you a more de tailored answer to this question. Until then, I'll just keep writing. Um, or is it just difficult because you just don't have the experience? Just give me some context around why you think it's a why it's hard. Tell me why it's hard. Uh, so the rest of his question was, uh, how do I try to organize to go to a girl's place without being rude? Listen, I prefer day threes at her place. I've If you were to look at my percentage of day threes... I would say it's probably seven to three. Seven to three. Uh, oh, hold up. Schemo says living situation. Um, as in parents won't... Okay, here we go. Parents won't allow as well. Yes. Okay. All right. Because the reason why I ask is because a lot of guys perceive 
bringing girl bringing a girl back to their place that they live with housemates, uh, siblings, parents, or whatnot to be a no go situation. But that was just a paper wall they constructed in their mind. They never tested it. They never actually sat down with their parents and actually just say, "Hey guys, this is what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to to grow social development." And uh, listen, there's going to be, I just wanted to see if it's cool with you and make sure it's all cool with you guys that if I bring a girl back to the place and most guys have just never had that conversation with their parents, never had that conversation with their siblings. So all I'm suggesting to you is that, and also bring value to others as well, is that if that is the case, just make sure that you're not, uh, what's the term? Make sure that you are not precluding yourself from, from success. That a lot of guys are sex adverse, uh, sex adverse, <laughs> that too, that they are success adverse in which that they get in the way of their own success and they make things more difficult than they actually were. So unless that your parents have actually stipulated to you, you are not allowed to bring girls back. Okay, fine. That's fine. But that's for, more, for all my other clients. That's generally not the case. Generally the case is that guys come to me and say, I can't bring a girl back to my place because my parents, I live with my parents. And, uh, and remember, Skin was only 20. He's a very young guy, so it makes sense. And, and, uh, and I said, well, have you ever actually had a chat with them? Have you ever just sat down? And I've had this, I've got a lot of my clients to talk to their parents about this. And what often happens, in fact, I have never seen it not happen this way. I've so many of my clients' faces come to mind here, where they find, they actually just sat down uh, I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna say his name. But one of my clients sat down. He was uh, with his dad, and said, "Listen, dad, uh, I'm gonna be going out on this social challenge, and you might just notice that there's some more girls coming back. And I just want to make sure it's okay with you." His dad was like a particular introvert. So like, I just want to make sure it's okay with you that if a if a girl stays over, or if I bring a girl back, and he was like deathly afraid, deathly afraid of having this conversation with his father, and but he he manned up and he did, followed my instruction. And just put it out that way and say, listen, totally fine if it's not. If it's not cool, that's totally fine. But uh, I just want to see where you're at with this. And his dad was like the complete reverse. He's like, yeah, by, by, all, by all means. Like, just don't be playing loud music and shit. And, you know, um, don't be bringing like crazy people back to the place. And it's fine. You know, and that's that was the case for me as well. I spoke with my, uh, spoke with my mom about it when I was younger. And, and she, because there was one morning where I hadn't spoken to her about it. I felt a bit uncomfortable. And we were, because it was like a Sunday morning, this girl had stayed over. It wasn't a girl, it was a full, full grown woman. <laughs> and I'm only 19 because it's a 30 day challenge. And it's like, there's like a full grown woman, like in like the living room, like with Adam, like making tea in the morning. And my mom comes in and she's like, what the fuck's going on here? Well, she's all like, what the fuck's going on here? But she was very confused. So I just had to sit her down and talk about it. Anyway, schema, that's all. I just want to make sure that you're not uh, setting up paper walls and limiting beliefs before you've even tested them. That's all I'm saying. So, um, here we go. So, to your question of setting up the day threes then, uh, sorry, going, setting up at the girl's place, that's what I was saying before, which is actually most of my day threes, it's a 70 to 30, seven out of, seven out of 10, are generally speaking at the girl's place, just because it's more comfortable for her. And I want her to be in the most comfortable scenario possible. And because I've taught myself now, as you guys have learned through this podcast, how to just be. And so now I can go to any environment, doesn't matter what girl's place, the most unfamiliar of scenarios, some of the most high pressure scenarios with how female house, housemates, because it's, it's much harder. It's actually 
objectively much harder to set up a day three at a girl's place. You don't know her living situation. You don't know what the housemates are like. You don't know what her family's like. You don't know. I just look at the last, uh, in, in the full guide to day threes, when I talked about that girl, I share like a, when I rocked up, her parents and her younger kids were there. I had to deal with that. You don't have to deal with that at my place. Right. So of course it's a, a there's far more variables going on at her place. However, all of that can be overcome if you just take the advice of this podcast, which is learning how to be and forgetting about expectations. So do not, my friends, be afraid of setting up the day three at her place. In fact, if anything, it's actually better because it allows her to get more comfortable quicker. You yourself should know and have the training, at least the mechanisms now anyway, uh, of how to get comfortable in any environment. So let's make it easy for her. So that's principle number one. Principle number two, in terms of the setup schema, all it is is just like, hey, listen, uh, you, it's always going to be based on the girl you're with, like as to what you actually want to do. But a typical day three for me, like, all my day threes always revolve something around cooking. All right, let's just get, let's let's eat together and let's watch something. As simple as it can be. And all the times I say to girls, like, oh, listen, you cook something for me, and I'll bring I'll bring the rest. All right, I'll choose the movie, you choose the meal. And so I said that, that girl chose dumplings, the one earlier the, with the five housemates. Uh, other girls will, will choose other things. Sometimes they'll just uh, they'll surprise me with some kind of Uber Eats and they'll, they'll order in if they can't cook. That's okay, right? But whatever it is, day three is just like, listen, show me, let's do it at your place. There are some girls that, it's far and few between though. It's far, I was just about to say, there are some girls that aren't happy with you coming to their place because of the same reasons that you're not happy with her coming to your place in terms of her living situation, her housemates won't allow it, her parents won't allow it. Uh, in that scenario, you just go to plan B. Plan B is Airbnb or the hostel or the hotel if you've got some extra dosh. But uh, yeah, next, next level right there. All right, that's the only, like the third level below that is, is public, but I wouldn't recommend that. Like I've, I've had to do it. I've had to do it before, but I do not recommend it. I've only done it like maybe two or three times in my life of uh, having sex in a public place just because uh, I just wanted to experiment with it and just try it. I didn't have to, but it's not recommended. It's, it's, it, it lacks a lot of emotional connection. So what I recommend is that if you can't go to your place and you can't go to her place, or also if you, if you, even if you do have a car, I still wouldn't recommend. A lot of my clients though, if it's somewhere where you are, will just they will, they will take a, a temporary setup where you know they'll set up the day the day three for the beach so what they do is they go it's summer in australia as well so you go to a beach you just don't go to the maximum populated end of the beach uh, whatever it is and you say hey let's do a beach night and so you get a you get a bite down at the beach you walk down the uh the promenade or whatever you, you i know you're in uh melbourne you're st kilda beach you're down there and uh or if you're in adelaide down near grange and you're walking on the jetty or whatnot you have a great time together and then you just set up, you bring a setup. You just bring a giant picnic rug, right? And you bring your, you, if, you, if you don't want to buy a meal, if you're on that button, bring your food. That's cool. Ask her to bring it. Hey, you bring, you bring the picnic setup. We'll go down here. This is cool. And you set up this little kind of mini day bubble at the beach and you just watch the sun go down. And a lot of my clients have had sex on the beach. Just, and I personally, I don't like the sand. <laughs> I don't like the sand getting in with me. So uh, actually, no, I can say I purse. I have, but not not from. I was in a relationship with that girl. I've never, on a day three, had sex with a girl on the beach. I've started many day threes at the beach, but no, this does actually more just from my client's experience. I'll start the day three on the beach and then go back to her place. That's many times, many times. Start the day three on the beach, then go back to her place. But I'm talking for here for guys that can't go back to her place. I've had many clients that will just they just stay there all night. 
They just literally say they don't know. Let the let the uh, let the sun go down, and then when it gets dark, no one can see shit anyway. And so it's a beautiful moment under the stars. It's incredible. The only reason why I personally haven't done that is because I would prefer to go back to her place because uh, I don't like getting sand and shit. It particularly, uh, it de- depends on the beach. It depends on the beach for sure. Some beaches don't have that type of... I get into the weeds with the shit. <laughs> they have some weeds in it. But you know that type of sand that's like powder that like the moment a gust of wind comes by and you've got sand in your mouth, a lot of the beaches in Adelaide are like that. It's really nice and soft, but not so good when you're trying to get down. So I prefer to go back to her place. But anyways, that's another option down on the beach. Uh, shout out to G. Shout out to G, uh, Glenn Muddy, who I did a pod. Uh, he came on my podcast. His, first, I think he lost, he lost his virginity at the beach. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it's 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 a, that's a it's a readily available option if you're in summer. If not that, uh, that's the public I was talking about. But a far more optimal scenario is just a hostel, Airbnb, or a uh, what was it? or a hotel, of course. Uh, personally, I would recommend an Airbnb if you have the money to do so because it's an actual home, like it's a home. And when you bring the girl back. There is a speaker set up generally. There's a, there's a TV set up. It's an actual bed. It's an actual kitchen in there. It feels real. You can have a real date night there. Right? I would highly recommend that. And if you don't have the dodge to be doing that right now, number one, uh, save up. Right? Just get do what you need to do. Right? Do what you need to do. Get your finances in order to do that. Or to make it easier, go in on the Airbnb with a whole bunch of your mates. Airbnbs are so inexpensive, when you, especially when you split it. Now, I'm an Airbnb OG. Right, I've been staying in them for years all across the world. I swear by them. I haven't stayed in a hotel for years. And you are ridiculous cheap, how ridiculous, especially in Melbourne, how ridiculously cheap they are. If you just go in on one with like three or this is here, let me pay this for you, Skiba, right here. This is that super chat. Uh, there was the first time I ever traveled for cold approach, like out of Adelaide, was with me and four other guys. We we took a flight. We took a plane across to Melbourne, and we all we went in on Airbnb together. Now this is a this is a huge Airbnb because it's like five, four, me, Chris, Chris, Duncan, four, four of us. So there's four. I swear there was another. Oh, there's another guy who joined later. That's right. So four of us initially, then five. So we got an Airbnb that had enough that had five rooms essentially, in in the heart of Melbourne CBD. Now that up front for one person, yeah, that's a lot of dosh. But you got five people. I think we ended up each only paying like $30 a night. We stayed there from uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So three nights. And we there's about five of us. And we had this giant place, balcony access, the gym and the pool, and you know, everything. Everything. Kitchen. It was a beautiful place. And, and double beds for all of us. And it was a huge place. And we only paid $30 a night each. So for accommodation, it was about $90, bucks, about $90 to $100 each. Because we went on it with five people, right? Four people across. Now, if, what if we don't have five friends? <laughs> okay, well, listen. Okay, I'm just giving you options here. I'm just showing you all the different angles that you can be economical with it by Airbnb by, by far. If you can't go to her place or you can't go back to your place, Airbnb will be my next option. Then, I guess, then hostel below that. Um, try and get a private room in a hostel. Because of hostels, you can't get a private room if you're booking last minute. You only find share rooms. But if you book in advance, like a few few weeks in advance, month in advance, that type of thing. Now, my guy said, but how will I know? I'll be having a day three in a month in advance. If you're going out regularly and you're bringing girls in, it shouldn't be a problem. And that's an incentive as well. It's an incentive. 
It's a great thing that one of my wings used to do, that he would book the private room in a hostel in advance, like a month in advance, so he would already put his money down, commit to it, right? And that's often the thing is that if you're willing to uh, pay up front, they often give you a better room as well in a month in advance. And so he's like, it's done. So it's like, I better go out and meet girls. Otherwise, I'm just going to have this hostel room and it's just like a waste of money. And so for sure, and actually that's one of the things that uh, Jordan used to do as well, is that he would do, he would leave his phone in the apartment. He would leave his phone, this is like, a, just, I'm talking about just setting up, making sure you have to like, take action. Things that force you to take action. You know, it's great. It's a great way of getting, this great mindset when you're learning. And what he would do is that he would leave his phone in his apartment. So he's not allowed to exchange digits with a girl. He says, there's no choice. He can't, he can't get a digit. He can't get a gram. He can't get a anything. He's just literally, any girl he meets tonight, if he wants to progress with her, he's got to lead and he's got to bring her back. Right? And that's the type of shit I'm talking about. I love this shit. So schemes, hope that offers you uh, some value right there. I think I get, we went really long on that actually. So I feel like I've uh, ordered that super chat for sure. And I thank you so much. I thank you so much for donating to that super chat. And uh, it really means a lot to me. And I wish you the best of that for sure. So, my friends, we've been going for like an hour and 40 minutes here. Uh, I'll, see the, I'll see what other kind of questions are left in the chat. If it's something, if there are quick ones I can tackle now, I'll tackle them up uh, now, but I'm really going over time here. So, otherwise, I'll uh, come back next time. And if they're really good, I might try and make it for the topic next time. So, let me just see what's available. Ian Keister comes in saying, Morning, Adam. I had a quick question about social savviness on day game. I know that it's always better to approach in a situation where the other person can leave if they want to, but I always find it hard to judge how, how that play with people that are just laying on park. I think he means how to play that with people that are just laying on the park, so laying down the grass. And I get unsure about it being just an excuse to not do it or an actual situation where it's not the best idea to approach. Uh, <laughs> Ian, uh, you're from Sydney, yes? I think you're from Sydney. I always get confused between you and Shakard. Um, I'm pretty sure you're from Sydney, though. Um, yeah, it's definitely an excuse. Definitely an excuse. When To give you a like, uh, this is a quick one I can answer right here. It's definitely an excuse. All you have to do is just lower the pressure for her by giving her context. So let me give you a real story here. Back in 2016? Yes, 2016. My first ever time coaching uh, boot camp in London. I did a meetup on the Sunday, a bowl session in Hyde Park. Shout out to all the guys were there. We still got a, we got a photo from that if you go right back on my Instagram. And that was a great session. So what I did was um, I had a day two. I had a day two at the end of that bowl session set up. Now, for those of you who don't know, Hyde Park is like the only nature in London. And it's like about a 20, 25 minute walk from Oxford Circus uh, and Oxford Circus Station, which is like the heart of London's kind of uh, shopping entertainment district area. You got to walk all the way up to Hyde Park. And so I set up the meetup to be there because I want to be in the nature. And and so I sit down with these 10, 15 guys and we have a great time. We have a great sesh, but I have to cut it a little bit short because I've got a day two. That's a girl that I'm going to be meeting uh, back at Oxford Circus. So it's going to take me 25 minutes to walk down there. So what I say to the guys is that, okay, so what we would normally do is that we would normally all walk together into the main area and we'll all pair up and we'll all go meet girls now but because i got a day two i'm not going to do that so i get them halfway i set them all up 
I put a pair of them together, I get them in their wing. I say, okay, you guys just go out together, find a wing, and spend the rest of the afternoon going out. Because all these guys don't know each other, and they're all here under one uh, mindset. So that's great. Now, just because I always like to do this, I always like to lead first and show them that. Listen, guys, like, because a lot of these guys are really new as well. They don't, they're shit scared. They don't know what they're doing. And so as we get up as a group, we're in Hyde Park. So this is like, this is just all everything Ian's talking about here. Just just girls, as far as the eye can see, just lying around, families, everyone, just couples, everyone. Everyone's there having a good time. It's a sunny day. And so we all stand up. And as we as we all stand up, I notice that there's this really attractive girl, kind of like a tall Eastern European girl, sitting down like with her back against one of the trees, like maybe about 10, 15 meters behind us. And and I'm just like, whoop, here we go. And whenever I set that option, I always want to lead first and demonstrate for my guys, like, here we go. Just forget about attachment, forget about expectations. Just, you see an attractive girl, just go. So without even saying goodbye to them, I just cut straight through the circle, go straight to this girl. Now she's kind of like half laying down, back up against the tree. She's reading a book. Now this is what you're talking about, Ian. She looks like she doesn't want to be disturbed. She looks like I could be, uh, She and she can't leave, right? I'm interrupting her here. It's potentially a high-pressure situation. But so I go up to her and I just, as I said to you, is I just give her the context of the situation and I make sure that she knows that this is not going to be an eternity. Right? I give her in the old pickup lingo, the FTC, the false time constraint, right? which is essentially my lingo context, which is that, hey, listen, I go down there and say, yo, excuse me, miss, I'm standing up, just, and I get her attention, looking down onto her, saying, yo, excuse me, miss, it's going to sound super random. She's like, yeah, well, I saw you sitting here with your fucking book. I think you look beautiful. And I want to come say hi. And she's like, oh, and she like perks up. She's like, oh, thank you so much. And, and, I, and I shake her hand while she's like lying down. She reaches to shake my hand. And as I'm holding her hand, all I say to her is, listen, listen, I know you're sitting down against this tree. Do you mind if I just sit down for 30 seconds? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Go, go for it. She sits down, she puts her book down. I notice first thing, she's reading like The Alchemist. And I'm like, you read The Fucking Alchemist right now? And we just get into a full interaction. Fuck. I, I, and so we have a great, it was so good. Uh, it was like an amazing, like, like really connected with each other. And I'm like, listen, well, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm flying back to Australia tomorrow. But uh, listen, you never know what's going to happen. So let's exchange WhatsApp and we'll maybe one day we'll meet again. She's like, absolutely. So we exchange details and uh, that's it. And I go walk off to my day two. And I didn't even say goodbye to the guys. I just like, I left them with that. Anyways, Ian, that's all I'm saying is that context. You've got to go laying down the park. All you have to do is go up with your normal intent, normal system, open, qualification, investment, close, open, con- comes with direct intent, then context. Uh, reverse that. Context, the direct intent. I was a little bullish. But, okay, you kind of get sometimes though, actually. But anyways, that's the typical way we go about it. Yo, I just saw you. you know, I was with my mates. I was walking by, whatever the context is of the day. Right? And I saw you sitting here laying down on the park. Okay, that's cool. Anyways, I think you're beautiful. Your intent, gorgeous, sexy as fuck, whatever. Let her know why you're there as a man. It's cool. She receives that. Just give her the extra added context of that I realize you are here in the park. I realize you're here in the coffee shop. I realize you're here in the train. I realize you're in the airport right now. I realize I stopped you in the middle of a supermarket. But do you mind if I just, for 30 seconds, in a food court? Guys get so scared about meeting girls in a food court. And I'm like, listen, you just go up. She's sitting there eating a burrito. Listen to this. I see you in your burrito. Da-da-da-da. Go through your open. She receives it. Cool. Make sure she receives it first. Then just give her the added context of, now, listen, you got this burrito, but do you mind if I just sit down for 30 seconds? And that 30 seconds, of course it's not. You intend to be there for a lot longer than 30 seconds, but it just shows her that you're not here for eternity. 
And anyone's going to say yes for 30 seconds, right? And actually, uh, you don't, it's not about the 30. You could say, do you mind if I just chill here for a couple seconds? Do you mind if I just take a seat for a half moment, right? Do you mind if I just sit down? That, that's all you say to her, right? That it's not an eternity thing going on here. So I'm going to answer that. I can answer that up quickly. And uh, that's where I'm going to leave it for now. Um, and yes, for sure, it is just an excuse in your mind. You're just lacking the tactical execution of giving her the context that I see what you're doing here and this is not going to last forever. Cool. Uh, Alex Marshall goes, uh, I'm just going to address, I'm not going to answer any more questions, but I'm just going to read through them to see if there's any worth uh, using for the topic next time. And I'll just let you guys know that we'll get it next time. Alex Marshall, how do I develop the skill set of leading a girl? Yeah, that's an... And in uh, time, I've got many podcasts on that, actually. That's way too long for my time allowance here. Never broken. Is there a way to perform two plus times with a girl within a night without having it going down, not going up whatsoever? Uh, oh, that's actually a very good question. Is there a way to perform two plus? What? Um, and then he goes on to say, I'm 26 and struggling with this. Guess it's more psychological than a physical matter. Um, yeah, cause I got to go now guys, which is that all I'm going to say to you never broken is that, uh, once you unlock your psychology, you last for infinitely, right? You have sex five times a night, 10 times a night in- until you two decide to go to sleep, right? Uh, when you're fully emotionally connected with a girl, uh, it's, it's annoying that your action won't go down, right? The, 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 the only thing that stops that blood flow is when you start to get stressed thinking your mind, go back to the rest of this podcast. So my friends, I got to wrap it up. <laughs> I should have actually wrapped this up 20 minutes ago. Oh, shit. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up here. And I uh, thank you all for being here. If you did enjoy this, please drop me a thumbs up down below. Uh, I will be coming back to time mark this. So check that in 24 hours. This podcast version will be up before the end of the day. And shout out to Schemo for that super chat question as well. And yeah, I just thank you guys all so much for being here. Wishing you the best with this and your sexual performance anxiety. Just realize it's all in your mind psychological. Yeah, what a time. So, I'm wishing you the best in your lives, my friends. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at The Bowl. Every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m., Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, convert it to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to bowldojo.com, drop your email in. There'll be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you receive the very next sip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at bulldozer.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by bulldozer.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a Bowl Insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the Bowl Insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your daily life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at Olat. 
baldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through baldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash ADAMOOI. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.